I just hit my three-month anniversary, as I call it. We're three months in, and I was just looking at my stats. I'm just seriously in awe that there are people listening in 28 countries. I want you to know that I sit there and I look at that map and I try to picture that stressed out mama listening in South Africa, in Japan, in Germany, in Ireland, in Austria, in the Philippines, in Nigeria, and all the other countries. And I want you to know that I see you. Not literally, because that would be a little weird, but I know you are there and I seriously thank you for listening. I started the show to help as many stressed out mamas as I can and to know that I'm literally reaching around the globe is just amazing. I have really big dreams for the show and I want to grow as big as God will let me and you can help. If my show has helped you in any way or put a smile on your face and you haven't left me a review or shared your favorite episode with a friend, I would be so grateful if you took a minute today to rate, to share, or if you have time to leave me a review. Your reviews help boost my show in searches, and the more searches I show up in, the more people will listen. I also wanted to let you know about my free Facebook community. Just search up Mom Wife Career Life and click Join Group. I'm hitting that live button next week, and I'd love for you to come join my tribe. It's a safe space for all you moms out there to come. You can ask me questions. I'm going to be sharing extra time management tips, some mom hacks, and you'll see a more personal side of me. You'll also have a chance to submit topics you want me to cover on the show. There will also be some fun freebies and templates that are only available to members. And as an added bonus, from now through the end of this year, you'll have a chance to win a free 20-minute coaching session with me where I'll help you through whatever you are struggling with most. But of course, if you don't want to wait to win a session, you can book a session with me anytime. Just check out my website, momwifecareerlife.com for more info. As working moms, it's so easy to get caught up in all the mom, wife, career life things that we forget about taking the time to take care of ourselves. We fall into the habit of putting ourselves and our needs last. And in today's episode, I'm sharing my tips on how to fit self-care into your busy schedule as a working mom. Are you feeling overwhelmed trying to juggle all the many hats you wear as a working mom? Do you want more quality time with your family without distraction of work? with time alone to take care of yourself and your needs? Welcome to Mom Wife Career Life. I'm Carrie, a wife, mom of three, and a recovering perfectionist. In this podcast, I will teach you how to create balance in your life by implementing healthy habits, organizing your home and your schedule, being intentional with your time and in your relationships, and most importantly, how to start putting your needs first because no one can pour from an empty cup. Grab that second cup of coffee, or if you're anything like me, your third, it's time to dive into today's episode of Mom Wife Career Life. This past week, I totally bit off way more than I can chew, and I was a hot mess ball of stress. I had zero free time, and it took my finest time management skills to get done what I actually did get done. But sometimes the most efficient schedules just aren't enough. I didn't get this podcast episode recorded before I left for vacation, so I had to take a little time away from my family to record it today, but I think it was God's way of telling me that this had to be my intro. Last week was a very rough week. Work was super demanding, zero time to even walk the dog during the day. I had my first interview on the show and split it into two episodes and decided to release them both in a week, which may sound very easy to do, but for someone just starting out with podcasting and doesn't know how to do it, it was a huge learning curve for me. 
and a lot more editing than I'm used to. I'm used to doing the shorter episodes. These were longer episodes, so it was even more editing and coaching some clients and just a lot of life. Plus, we were going on vacation and I hadn't even packed yet. I can only get up so early in the morning to get everything done during the day. And as efficient as I am, you can still only do what you could do in a day. So Thursday night, I went to bed so overwhelmed, woke up Friday feeling just the same. I went to bed with a headache, woke up with a headache. And I was almost in tears to Russ telling him that I think I just needed a good cry. And then my workday was starting and I had to get Michael to camp. Luckily, Russ took that one on. And then I logged into work and then the dog still hadn't been walked. And I'm a complete ball of stress. And Russ just looked at me and he said, I think a walk would do you good. And yes, a walk did me good. I was able to get myself grounded, change my perspective, remind myself that I always make it out okay on the other side of these stressful days. And I usually take something away from those stressful days, which in today's case are tips for today's episode. So without further ado, let's get into my tips on how to fit self-care into your busy day as a working mom. Number one, get some sleep. Getting the right amount of sleep is so important for so many reasons. Besides the increased health risks, bad night's sleep affects your mood, your ability to focus and think clearly. Being tired and having brain fog are two things no mama wants to deal with on a jam-packed day. If you still have little ones that get up during the night, then that makes it extra hard. Those seasons do change, and there are plenty of mom hacks to deal with kids that are still waking up in the middle of the night. Before I had Michael, my girls used to wake up and come to our bed in the middle of the night all the time, and I used to just let them in. At that time, we had a queen-size bed. I remember one night I was eight months pregnant, and I was huge. I woke up, and somehow I ended up at the end of the bed, curled up by everyone's feet because they took up the entire bed, and I'm like, something is wrong with this picture. That's when I decided, no more kids in my bed. And I know everyone loves those snuggles, but if I was ever going to fully function again, I needed to get a good night's sleep. So to get them out of my bed, I started leaving sleeping bags on the floor next to my bed. I'd have one on my side and one on Russ's, and when the girls would come down, we would tell them they could stay in our room, but they had to sleep on the floor. And the girls actually loved it. They stopped coming down as much, but it's something that we kept up with. When Michael was old enough to come down to our room, we did the same thing. At one point, we had three sleeping bags, one on my side, one on Russ's side, and one at the foot of the bed for Michael. Number two, drink water. I'm sure some of you don't consider drinking water self-care, but water has so many health benefits. And if you're not drinking enough water, it can not only affect your health, it can affect your mood. Drinking water helps boost your energy, it helps regulate your temperature, and it helps you focus. It's also a huge aid in helping you lose weight or maintain that healthy weight that you worked so hard to get. I could go on and on about water. It can be hard to drink all day, and there are some days that I don't drink enough water, I will be completely honest, but what really helps me is having one of those 64-ounce water bottles. I fill it every morning, and I know that's the amount of water I need to drink by the end of the day, and I have one of those bottles that has the timestamps on the side with the motivational sayings that kind of encourage you to drink more water during the day. I'll share a link in the show notes, but if you don't like plain water, you can make infused water. I sometimes cut up cucumbers, throw them in a mason jar and fill it with water, pop it in the fridge. And within a few hours, it has a nice cucumber flavor. But you can do that with 
a bunch of different things. You could do that with lemon, oranges, berries. Or if you have digestible essential oils, you can infuse your water with oils too. Young Living has a bunch of ingestible oils. I sometimes drop in lime oil into a glass, but just very important with oils, you need to use a glass container. So if you're infusing your water, you need to use a glass container. You could also get glass water bottles. I had that for a little while. If infusing your water isn't your thing, you could also try mixing it up with flavored seltzers. My go-to right now are the lime-flavored LaCroix and black cherry-flavored Waterloo's. And just a wellness coach hack, instead of drinking that glass of wine at night, pour a flavored seltzer into a wine glass because sometimes just holding the glass and the motion of taking the sips has that same calming effect as that glass of wine. And it's a lot less calories. Number three, a good morning routine. Y'all know by now I am big on my morning routine. The best time to squeeze in me time and some self-love time is before your house wakes up. Waking up at least an hour before the kids wake up allows you to have time to do so much. I have an entire episode on creating a morning routine, so you can check that one out. It's episode four. In that one hour, you can get in a workout, read a book, journal, and enjoy a nice hot cup of coffee in peace. Those are the things I like to do, but maybe you have a hobby you wanted to start or don't have time to work on during the day. For me, this year, I've been taking courses on podcasting and starting your own business, and I take my classes and do my coursework as part of my morning routine. I've had to sacrifice some of my daily workout routines to get the coursework done, but I love doing this podcast and coaching women. So for me, this is actually part of my self-care, doing the work that lights me up. So total tangent, but if there is something that is on your heart, that you feel you're being called to do, don't use the excuse that you don't have time. You can find the time. And if you can't find the time, I will help you find the time. And spoiler alert, a lot of that time can be found by putting down your cell phone and staying off of social media. So back to the morning routine. It's my favorite time of day. You've heard that at least 10 times before and you'll hear it 100 times more. But I think part of the reason is because it's literally the one part of your day that you have the most control of your time. Once your kids are awake, you go into mom mode and Lord knows what monkey wrenches they will throw at you. Then it's time for work. And I never know what my day is going to bring me and nor do you. I can't remember the last workday I had where my day went as I planned. And after work, it's back to mom mode. There's dinner, you're chauffeuring and hopefully squeezing some quality time in with your family. And then it's bedtime, which brings us to number four, your nighttime routine. The time you have at night is totally dependent on the season of life you are in as a mom. If you have littles, they tend to go to bed a little earlier, so you have free time after they go down. But the older your kids get, the less free time you have at night. And just a forewarning for those with younger kids, the older your kids get, the later their activities are. I just signed my eighth grader up for sports that are 20 to 30 minutes away and don't end until 9.30 at night, so we're not getting home until 10. I like to be upstairs starting my nighttime routine by 8.30, 9 o'clock the latest, and I am in bed by 9.30. It stinks, but we make sacrifices for our kids, so regardless of what your schedule is like or how much time you have for yourself, you need to do at least one thing for yourself in your nighttime routine. Knowing what I know now and seeing what I see now, 
A good skincare routine would be my number one recommendation besides praying or meditating, but that's something you could do while you are in bed with your eyes closed. I have an entire episode on creating a better nighttime routine, so check that one out. It is episode 11. Number five, take a walk. Whether you work at home or in your office, your body and your brain need a break. I try to take a break every day and do what I call my mental mile. I take a brisk walk that works out to be around a mile. I bring my dog so it's getting him out of the house too, so it's two birds and one stone. You pick a path that has some pretty scenery if you can and just take a walk and take it all in. I like to listen to a podcast as I walk, but if I really need to think about something, sometimes I don't listen to anything and I just allow my brain to do its thing. Especially if you have a job where you need to strategize, you need to give your brain time to just think. Some of my best ideas come from those walks. Or if you don't want to think about work or think about anything and just take a break, search up some spa music and just play that as you walk around. I'm trying to picture what that would look like, walking around Manhattan, listening to spa music in my AirPods as you're bobbing and weaving through crowded streets. I'm not sure if that would be calming or not. (laughs) When I did work in the city, I worked down by South Street Seaport and I would walk along the water and it was awesome. So wherever you work, I'm sure you can find a nice path. Just get out and go exploring. Number six, put on some music and just dance. This may be a little hard to do if you don't work at home or have a private office, but sometimes I put on some old school hip hop. And by old school, I mean like 1990s, 2000s. And I get down in my kitchen like I'm at a bar back in college. I forget about this one sometimes, but good music and getting your body moving is a great distressor. Old school hip hop is also my go-to when I'm getting ready for an adult's night out because Lord knows most of the time I would much rather stay home and just lie on my couch. So I need something to get me pumped up. And I always end up laughing at myself because I think I got some moves, but in reality, I probably look like a hot mess, but I don't care. I love the saying, dance like nobody is watching. And literally no one is watching you except maybe your husband or your kids, but I've ingrained it in my kids since they were little that you should never be embarrassed in your own house. It's your safety zone. Get silly. Laugh at yourself. So I get silly a lot. Number seven, sing your heart out. I almost put this one with dancing, but it really should be its own tip. I love to sing. I always thought I would end up doing something in my life with singing. But once I moved into adulthood, I just And it wasn't until recently, really just since my girls started middle school and started trying out for musicals, that I really started singing again. And I forgot how much I love it. Again, this is something that I just do in my house. I'm not going out in public or on stage, although I do secretly have it on my bucket list that I would love to be in a musical again. But I guess that's not a secret anymore since I just said it on my podcast. (laughs) But singing your heart out is actually really good for your mental health. Google it. And you don't have to have a good voice to sing. One of my favorite places to sing recently is in my car, and I usually do it while I'm driving alone. But it's the best place to just belt out a song, and there's no one there to make you feel self-conscious. Try it out. After you drop your kids off to school or practice on your way home, put on your favorite song and just sing. Number eight, take a bath. I love taking baths, and I don't do this anywhere near as much as I should. I was actually taking baths at least once a week at some point, but again, life got crazy and for some reason I stopped. I actually do my best thinking in the bath or the shower. 
The water helps quiet all the noise around me. I put on some spa music. I put some crystals around the bath to balance the energy. I do some breath work, slow and steady breaths, and I just relax. You could squeeze in a bath at any point in the week. It may be a little hard to do if you have littles. I remember when my girls were little, anytime I try to have any private time in the bathroom, they would be right outside the bathroom door. And sometimes I'd look down and see their little fingers sliding under the door. Treasure those moments. I'm telling you, mamas, you are in that season where your littles are your shadow and you can't find peace. Just try to take a minute and enjoy it. This season flies by and I promise you, you will miss it. But if you do have littles, that means that your kids are going to bed a little earlier than you. So you can put them down and go take time for you. And if your kids are older, let them watch a show or a movie while you pour yourself that glass of wine and just detach. I'm also a big fan of taking a bath on Saturday morning. My family sleeps in, the house is all quiet, and it's still a little dark outside, and it's almost like a little spa day. Number nine, practice gratitude. Whether you do it in a journal or just in your head, taking a few minutes out of your day to reflect on all the things you're grateful for can go a long way. Practicing gratitude actually helps reduce stress, anxiety, depression, And there is always something to be grateful for, even on the worst day. I tell my kids when they are having a hard time finding something to be grateful for, be thankful for the things you take for granted, a roof over your head, a warm bed to sleep in, food in your stomach, parents that love you, parents that love each other. There are so many people in this world that don't have those things that would gladly switch your bad day for their bad day. Number 10, listen to a podcast. You could say I'm biased, but I'm all about listening to podcasts. There are podcasts for pretty much any topic you can think of. You can search for anything that's on your mind. Self-care, meditation, calmness. Listening to my podcast right now is self-care. Any topic that you can walk away from feeling a little better than you did before you listen, that is self-care. And that hobby or goal that you have, there is probably a how-to podcast about it. I learned how to start a podcast from listening to a podcast about how to start a podcast. I listen to time management podcasts, productivity podcasts, and a great podcast to get into for self-care that will help you with your mindset and perspective is Jay Shetty's show on purpose, which you know what? I'm going to add a bonus tip number 11. Number 11, work on your mindset and your perspective. This should be so high on your list. You have no idea what having the right mindset and perspective can do for you. One quick and easy exercise is flipping the script from I have to to I get to. Instead of saying I have to go to work, flip it to I get to go to work. You have a job to go to. Some people aren't so lucky. I have to make dinner, flip it to I get to make dinner. You have food in your fridge, a kitchen to prepare your meal, family to feed. Again, some people aren't so lucky. That was a long list, but there is something in there for everyone. Let's do a quick recap. Number one, get some sleep. Try your best to get a good night's sleep. If your kids are in your bed keeping you up, try sleeping bags on the floor. Number two, drink water. Get yourself a 64-ounce water bottle to help keep track of your water intake. Number three, a good morning routine. Get up at least an hour before your kids get up and spend it doing something for yourself. Check out my episode four for more tips on that. Number four, a good nighttime routine. 
even if you're out late picking your kids up from activities, spend a little time on yourself, especially your skin. Use those serums. Check out episode 11 for more nighttime routine tips. Number five, take a walk. Whether you work from home or have to go into work, get out, go exploring, and get some fresh air. Number six, put on some music and just dance. Get silly and laugh at yourself. Who doesn't love a good kitchen dance party? Number seven, sing your heart out. In your kitchen, in the shower, in your car, especially if you drive to work. Whether you have a good voice or can't carry a tune, just sing. Number eight, take the bath. And remember, baths don't have to be at night. My favorite time to take a bath is a weekend morning. Number nine, practice gratitude. There is always something to be grateful for. Today, I am grateful that you are listening to my show. And don't forget to leave me a review and share it with a friend. Number 10, listen to a podcast. Get some calming words in your ear or learn a new skill. And bonus number 11, take a few minutes to work on your mindset and your perspective. Flip that script from I have to to I get to. Well, I hope you found this episode helpful. I would love for you to head on over to our Facebook group and tell us which one you are going to try and implement this week. The link is in our show notes, or you can just search for Mom Wife Career Life on Facebook. Sending you so much love and light. Until next time on Mom Wife Career Life with Carrie Papp. Before you go, if you found this podcast helpful, I would be forever grateful. If you could take a minute, go over to iTunes and leave me a review. If you have other stressed out mamas in your life that you feel this podcast could help, take a screenshot of this episode, post it on Instagram and tag me, and let them know that they are not alone and they can create balance in their life too. If there's a topic you would like me to cover or you just want to connect, DM me on Instagram at mom.wife.career.life.